Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is July 21st, and I've got Luke Wells with us here today. How's it going, Luke? Uh, Very well, Mike. Good afternoon, sir. Good. Well, it's been a while since I've had you on the Friday podcast, so it's good to have you back. Yeah, excited to be back. Thanks for that. Good. Well, today's topics are going to be a little bit of war, weather, and then uh, mainly just a broad overview on commodities here, and I'll catch your take on hogs. But let's let's kind of take a an overview of the markets and kind of what happened here this week, Luke. We had December corn down ten cents today at five thirty six. We did rally up on December corn to a high yesterday and the day before at five sixty three. There's been a couple items really giving that market support here over the beginning of this week, and uh, a big couple of the items as we talked about before the show today was uh, what's happened in in Russia and Ukraine and that situation. So last uh, at the end of last week, there we caught news that. They weren't going to extend the uh, export corridor deal, and then that uh, they picked up some real uh, heavy pressure with bombing the port of Odessa and some other things that uh, has really thrown a monkey wrench in some of these uh, export facilities for them longer term. So with that being the case, uh, grain prices have had quite a bit of support to start off our week. Uh, from that aspect on war and tensions rising there. And it looks like uh, the outlook for that tension is probably going to start to really get played a little bit more, isn't it, Luke? What do you think about the uh, situation in Ukraine and how long that could last and kind of the impact? Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels this one could have a longer tail, too. Yeah. And Russia seems to, they're kind of running out of options, and I think they're going to keep the pressure on and and uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, and real lately, the last couple times this has happened, it was like a one-day blip. And that we'd get a higher price one day after a bombing, and then it'd pull back. And it, it seems like this is a little bit longer term, could have a bigger impact. And then you see countries coming out like India today, uh, in, uh, earlier this week, saying that they're going to uh, stop the exports of rice and wheat. Uh, coming soon here because of food inflation being such a problem there. And some of these other countries, China started to poke around and other, uh, other buying aspects too, because they've been buying a lot of Ukraine grain. So it's opening up a lot, uh, a lot of greater opportunities for exports from someone like the United States, who we've had a significant setback in most of our commodity prices since I bought last. Uh, the U.S. dollar was a little bit lower as well. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the war, tensions there that's built up a little bit of bullish energy on these grain markets and then weather uh, we've had some really dry hot weather coming at us here this next week locally a lot of 90s to 100 degree temps uh, pretty much right after pollination i would uh, credit this time frame for uh, most areas were kind of in the heat of pollination this last weekend uh, it seems like a lot of that is probably wrapped up or been very close to it by the time this heat will get to us next week we could use some more rainfall, especially immediately after or right inside of that heat. Um, we'll see what happens here, but it is supposed to be a little bit hot and dry this next week, and then further out, 
uh, part of today's weakness was 30 days that uh, 30 day forecast was a little bit wetter and cooler uh, than what they had originally anticipated Luke so weather's getting uh, definitely some attention here as well on these grain prices and the November soybeans today 1401 we're down just three cents there not really breaking any trends I would argue on that right now but we did reach a high um, here this week uh, 1428 there a couple days ago it looks like uh, pretty significant, don't you think so? With that, I mean, you're only twenty cents away from the uh, contract highs there that we put in in April of twenty-two, Luke. I think it's been a pretty good rally. You really kind of got through that fourteen-dollar mark. That's a, you know, we're approaching contract highs, like you said. It's also a number that, I mean, there's some profit in that, right? For a yeah. producer, it's, uh, I think, it's worthy of some attention. And I think uh, one of the main focus points I'm going to talk about today in the in the grain recommendation letter when I uh, write and send that out, if you guys want to get thrown on that, please uh, send us an email, let us know, give us a call. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the correlation between locking in fertilizer prices at today's levels and then maybe trying to take advantage of the 2024 uh, corn crop today and uh, the prices and levels that are offered out there because we are looking at a situation that's pretty close again to $5 cash corn in 24 and and if I'm going to be buying fertilizer today I maybe want to take a little bit more risk off the table for the uh, for the 2024 crop year. So that'll be something I'm talking about and a few different strategies in that. But let's keep uh, keep our legs moving here over the livestock, you know, live cattle. I'll make a real quick observation on that. We continue to have a really nice uptrend on it. Uh, supply remains tight. We are going to have a cattle on feed report come out this afternoon that we'll have a, a update for next week that we'll want to talk about. So uh, keep that in mind with uh, today's close and where we sit. Uh, we are looking for some lower placements coming into t- today's report. So keep an eye on that report. But uh, I think on cattle, we'll break this into the lean hog market here very soon. But uh, longer term, I think demand is still a little bit of a concern there. So it uh, that's maybe held uh, these markets back just a little bit from what they could have been probably based upon what we've been seeing in the cash market for both feeder cattle and live cattle. And then, uh, obviously, what those further out months want to do uh, in the future there. But when we talk about the uh, consumer sentiment, you know, this week, as you mentioned, it was a pretty good week for the Dow Jones, wasn't it, Luke? Yeah, the thing kind of really took off. And it's some very recent, uh, I mean, new highs for the, the last couple Probably new highs in the last how long, Mike? You know, back 4,800 on the S&P was our our all-time high that we had occur there back in, you know, late 21 or so. So we're getting very close to that level again, only 100 to 150 points away from that level. U.S. dollar as well, That's uh, that's been bouncing around a little bit here lately. Uh, we did bounce back up above 100 points here, but that was below 99 for the first time in quite some time. That's going to help us out on the exports, but we see next week we've got the uh, Federal Reserve coming out. They're going to try to raise interest rates uh, one more time, it sounds like, in uh, in the next week's report, and then it'll probably be done after that uh, for the time being. But a soft landing looks uh, really uh it could happen at this point, a soft landing, which is a little surprising, I think, in a lot of books. So uh, we'll want to keep an eye on that. But nonetheless, if that does occur, 
Now, that'll be a good thing for our demand uh, for these proteins going forward. So I'm going to use that opportunity to break into uh, the lean hog market here, Luke. What do you think about that uh, at the current time? Yeah, that's a, that's a nice segue, Mike. And you you know you always talked about this this higher beef price. And yes, choice choice is off. It's high, right? By what about thirty? Thirty thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. but still, uh, what was box beef? It's still printing above three hundred dollars, isn't it, Mike? Still plenty high. It, it has set back some though. I mean, packer margins are probably going to start seeing a little bit of a setback. They're still sitting okay, I think. So three hundred two on choice yesterday afternoon, and 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 my point with that is, is I mean, there's going to be your staples, especially in the restaurant trade. I mean, beef is always going to hit those type of menus, right? But um, from a substituting protein standpoint. Um, that higher beef price, it's it's finally started to matter, especially I'd say at the retail level for pork. Because when we look in the grocery stores, right, at the, at the end of the day, in, in, in a lot of regards, the grocer kind of picks what people buy mm-hmm. by what they put on inventory, one, but also what they feature on price. And and with, you know, tighter supply on beef, higher prices on beef and, and pork, uh, pork was was relatively very cheap to to um to the to the beef uh recently though there's been some substitution and and, and when i talk about hogs i mean the, the front end of this hog curve it, it, it's excellent um we've had a tremendous rally in our in, in our cash markets and our pork cutout markets uh pork cutout actually we'll see if it sticks this morning but it was on the morning report uh it was 118 dollars 39 cents uh and that's a that's a sharp increase you know we've we've drug all year on the on the product and then we had the supreme court ruling in may that really kind of drove our markets down that late may june time frame so you know we've been looking at you know this front end of this 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 deal and we we think the beef price is a big deal um you know, also when, you know, not to go back too far in time, but, you know, when the Prop 12 decision came out on the Supreme Court at the end in May, it put a lot of question and, and put a lot of pork buyers on the sidelines for California, just quite honestly. And and there's been some changes there. That's that's known now, but we've, you know, we've got some catch-up buying going on there. We've got the grocery stores uh, giving us a, a better look and more feature and, and more shelf space. And, and we've had a really good rally in these hogs. Uh, Pork cut out at 118. That's like back to year ago type levels, which, you know, 21 and 22, you know, COVID stimulus driven years were phenomenal price years for pork. So, so that's working well. Packer demand packers have some, some margin improvements, which is counter seasonal now. So, so they've been chasing hogs. Uh, we had a new high weekly high, $108 paid for cash hogs this week. Weighted average yesterday, right at 105, just a little bit under. So, so you got all that stuff going really well for us and index heading, uh, heading it's at 104 index heading kind of to 105 and so all that sounds great right mike um and it is i mean for the very near spot term but the the hog board the the futures trade it's just taken a an extreme prove it to me mentality um there's 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 a deep discount in, in, in all the months, even August. Uh, August, you've got the index at 104 heading to 105. And the, and the August futures, which only has uh, a few weeks, three weeks left on it, uh, 17 days, I believe, to be exact, it's, it's, it's just right around $100. The October is down at 84. The Dece is at 76. Now, we did have a bit of a pickup this week. We had a nice kind of $3.250 update yesterday, but my... And I point this is pork market still in flux. Um, this this California Prop 12 put a lot of uncertainty into our markets, and 
And uh, we've got great fundamentals now. And I kind of call like July 2nd kind of D-Day, Prop 12 day, if you will, because, you know, that's the day the new laws went into effect to California. So the markets had some concern that um, maybe some of this recent spree has been more just California catching up from when they're on the sidelines. And for sure, California has been strong. Exports have been strong. Um, but it's, it's, it's just believing this is a very temporary situation because it's keeping these discounts, um, you know, in these hog boards. And it's, it's kind of tough too, from a, a producer's perspective, because this is kind of seasonally the time when we get our summer rally and we usually get October and December and February and April of next year to, to rally. And it's a great time to seasonally put on some hedges, but the, the, the futures curve has kept very wide, uh, discounts out. Uh, and, and it's still an approved to me mentality. Uh, corn, while it's not at its recent highs, it's rallied a bit and made cost of production just a little bit tough. So, so I guess, you know, from our perspective, we're really excited to see how this next week and this next week goes. We, we're maybe not quite, you know, as, as, as bearish as the board. We're a little friendly prices from here, to be honest with you, Mike. Um, because we do think some of these things at the retail level and, and pork's price to beef, it's, it's a little bit more of a, uh, a change than just a one or two week phenomenon. We think demand is, is, is going to be pretty good there for pork. So, so with that said, not to give the wrong message out to the group or we're not mega bulls here, you know, we're not saying wait for D to trade 90 or anything like that. But what we're saying is we think it's probably not uh, quite as bad as the, the board's pressing in here. So, um, you know, uh, we're looking for a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a two to $4 rally. And we kind of get to that spot and it kind of puts us in an area where we would like to get some coverage on. So, you know, let's watch this pork and fundamental price. And, you know, each day these fundamentals stay a little bit stronger. Maybe we'll get the longs, the bulls out of the crowd and, and do some more buying here and push these deferreds up. Cause that's, uh, that's definitely where we want to do some hedging there, Mike. I'm very interested in following the uh, demand situation in California. Once Prop 12, once that got enacted through the month of July, maybe the first week or two, I am curious to see what happens to demand uh, in California here as this goes on with these changes and price changes and what impact that has on not just the pork industry itself, but uh, the consumers of California as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a wild and changing world world we live in, with without a doubt, Mike. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Luke. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me on. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us at professionalagmarketing.com. Check out our other podcast as well, Professional Ag Marketing, that's released every Friday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. See you next time.